0: We'll be giving some instructions, and they'll be done as a guided practice, so you can just continue to sit while we talk, whoever is talking. And today we're going to particularly focus on what will be the basic instructions for meditation. So we're going to be doing two kinds of practice during this retreat. Some of it will be the simple practice of vipassana or insight meditation, learning to be fully present in the sitting, breathing body, meeting whatever comes along with awareness and not wandering off into daydreams and stories and commentaries and sleepiness and all of the things that come along. Beginning tomorrow, there will be also a series of guided practices that will be particularly with the body. It's important to say this because in a sense, even though the body practice is very much a mindfulness practice, it's a very special mindfulness practice. So it's a little bit apples and oranges We don't expect you to be doing the 32 parts at every sit, although if it appeals to you, you're more than welcome to. And we give you this basic mindfulness practice and we will come back to it a number of times during the retreat, so that you have that as the ground, the foundation for the further exploration of the body. So that said, take a moment and simply notice that you are here. Here is a great one-word instruction for mindfulness. Just every now and then you can say to yourself a little like you do to your puppy if you've ever had one, here, (laughs) come back, here. And notice what here is for you. It might be awareness of the sound around you, the sound of my voice, little sounds in the hall. It might be the awareness of heat or coolness. It might be the awareness of discomfort. If you are trying out a new sitting posture or maybe your first one ever, and you're realizing, oh dear heaven, I can't sit this way for 45 minutes, and already your back or your knees or your hips are beginning to complain. It might be the awareness of the breath coming and going in the body. So just notice what here is. You don't have to do anything about any of it. It might be the mind running around, thinking about this, worrying about that. What will happen during the retreat? Am I enlightened yet? Whatever it is that the mind is doing. So you just notice here. What is here? And just take a few breaths, noticing here. Mm. And as you begin to settle into this time, begin to narrow your focus a little bit into the awareness of the sitting, breathing body So it's a bit like you're taking the lens of your camera from a really wide angle, everything that is here, to a somewhat more close-up awareness of sitting and breathing and body. Now, one of the first insights of insight practice is that the mind doesn't stay here. The mind is constantly zipping off, triggered by any number of things, and goes off into commenting and judging, complaining, thinking of what you could have done with this week if you weren't here, all of those kinds of things. This is what happens with the mind and it happens most especially when our minds are not settled and not trained. So when that happens, not to get too excited, not to go off into more judgment and complaining about your mind, but simply to come back. The mind has gone off, just like the puppy goes off, and you bring it back. And you say, stay (coughs) with this sitting and this breathing and this body. And the mind says, okay, and wags its tail. And hopefully you pat it on the head or give it a cookie or whatever you do with your mind. You don't kick it. And then as soon as you relax a little, guess what? Off it goes again. And you say, come back. Stay. Pat it on the head. Good mind. And so it goes. And that is the work of mindfulness practice. The constant coming back, the constant repetition of, okay, let's see if we can stay here. And then off it goes. As you settle, you may want to focus even a bit more close up and be just with the breath and the sensations of breathing itself in the body. So you're not watching the breath. You're, you're experiencing each breath. How does breathing feel. You might have a lot of sensations in the nostrils as the air goes in and out. You might be aware of the sensations in the throat or the chest or the belly as the body fills and empties. It may be that, for some of you, it's the whole body breathing. It doesn't matter so much how you give your attention to the breath. It matters that you do it. So find a way that works for you. Just resting with the breath. And let yourself rest with the breath. Relax into the breath. How delicious this time where the only thing you have to do is breathe. So you can soften into that experience. stay with it, and then as the mind kicks in and you wander off, bring it back. Begin again. For now, as there are other strong experiences in the body, or if there's a strong emotion that comes up, simply let yourself bring the breath to that experience. So you're staying with the breath, breathing into the ache in your back or the sadness in your heart or the worry. And just not pushing it away, holding it right there with the breath. And when you get completely lost, which you will, you've gone off into the novel of your life. When you wake up, be really glad that you woke up. That's what you came here to do. Ah, I'm awake. Yay. And come back and begin again. Begin again with this breath, this body. Begin again with here. One moment at a time. Relaxed maybe even a bit playful. If you make it a job or a chore, it will get really difficult and grim. Be like a child walking on a log. Can you stay on the log? Can you stay with the breath? Rest, relax, and enjoy your practice. If you've wandered off, come back. Let everything go that has happened up until now. Begin again with the breath, with a sitting, breathing body. Relax, soften into this moment. Be here one moment at a time. So Vipassana practice, the practice of insight, as it's a both a purification practice and a wisdom practice, and it comes out of the Buddhism of Burma and Thailand, and it's often called Theravadan. You may have heard the term. Some of you probably know it well. And the word Theravadan means the way of the elders. And the elders uh, in the beginning, certainly, were the monks and the nuns. And Theravadan practice is actually known as a practice of renunciation. And some of you, as you prepared to come here, may have seen some of the information on the Spirit Rock website that talks about bringing an attitude of renunciation to your time here. Sometimes your room or your roommate is not quite to your liking or the food is not quite to your liking. Lots of things are different. And you give up, and you all did this. It's amazing. You all gave up your home and your life in order to be here for a week. And that's no small thing. That's no small thing. And it used to be when you came here <laughs> that there was no cell phone coverage at all. So it didn't matter if you brought your cell phone because it wouldn't work. And that was the end of that. And if you needed to make a call, you know, there was a phone down in the laundry room and If somebody was ill or your children needed to know that you were still on the planet, you could creep down there and make a phone call and reassure them. But, of course, things have changed and um, cell phones work here. And they've become, you know, we're kind of a little bionic these days, aren't we? We have these devices that are practically part of us and my husband who's a scientist assures me that at some point they will be a part of us that's even scarier I don't know what we'll do we can't ask you to put it in a basket in that case but um, so they're like an extension of our being and it's tricky because many of us use them for our alarm clocks and timers for meditation practice I have a meditation timer on my cell phone and They're handy, and it's hard to let go of them. So we ask you, as part of your being here, for most of you who have no family issues that need to be tended to, and even if you do, to let go of the phones. For some of you, you're quite capable of being, what could we call you, secret renunciates, And the phone is already stashed in your suitcase and zipped up and turned off. And that's the end of it. And it's really easy to let go of it. And some of you may have already discovered that it's just a little tempting. You know, I could just take a peek at Facebook or I could just text my husband or wife or partner and say, you know, are things okay, whatever. And it will be helpful to participate in this ritual. Some of you may not be prepared to do it this morning. And if that's the case, you can have your own personal ritual in the manager's office at any time during the retreat when you realize that, oh, I really need to put it aside and just let myself be with me. Because that process of being interior, you know, Bob talked last night about not having so much eye contact and not doing endless journaling about your experience and not taking pictures and not, you know, all of those things that we do that take us back out. And we're asking you to stay just with the experience of your own mind and body and see what happens when you do that. And it's not easy. It is a letting go. So, we're going to have this ritual for those of you who would like at this point to let go of your cell phone can i can i I hope there's somebody in here who's going to participate in this. So, could you just raise your hands if you're part of this ritual? Okay, so we have some people who are ready to do it and um and so we're going to have the ritual for those people, and as I say, for the rest of you, we invite you to either. Um, You know, there's a tradition that you can be a secret Buddha. You know, there's the Buddhas who come and they teach and they are Buddhas for all the rest of us. But the theory is that there are some secret Buddhas who don't do that and they just go off and be a Buddha by themselves, I guess. So you can be a secret letting go of your cell phone. Um, And if you need to use it for any really serious reason, you can talk to the managers about where to do that so that it doesn't impact everyone else. Because that, of course, is the other thing, that your writing or eye contact or taking pictures or being on your cell phone doesn't impact just you. It impacts everyone here. So if the people who would are ready to bring their cell phones to the front would kind of begin to make a line over here, and then we'll just invite you um, to come one at a time, that I'll tell you when the first person should do it. and hmm. Ah, there's more of you than I thought <laughs> Okay, and we'll just as each person puts it in, so just give a little space. Come up, place it in, I'll ring the bell, and then go back to your seat, okay? So we will ask the managers if you bring your phone to them to offer you the same kind of respect as you put the phone in whatever they have. All the phones will be kept in the safe in the office so they'll be completely protected during your time here. So thank you for that. hmm we won't take any questions. It seems like um, everything's pretty quiet, and that was a very powerful moment that we just had. So I'm just gonna give you a few announcements, and then um, we'll have some instructions for walking practice and a walking period. Um, For those of you who are new to practice, and maybe First Retreat, New to Spirit Rock. There will be a meeting in here at 4.30 if you would like to ask questions. So that's, And for anybody else who has a question about the instructions, feel free to come to that meeting. That will be a good time for questions um, at 4.30 here. So new people, 4.30 here. In terms of the other meetings with us, the the practice discussion groups, the times and places will be posted beginning probably tonight after the Dharma talk. And they'll be on the bulletin board in the lobby, um, just to your left as you go out the door. And that's where you will find out when you are meeting with us. And just know that the group is large, so we'll only see half of the group each day. So if tomorrow morning your name isn't on the list, don't panic because it will be on the list the next day. If by the second day you're not on the list, let us know because that means somehow something's gone wrong and we haven't gotten you on the list. Um, Will you please check the note board? There are a number of notes out there. Uh, for you from teachers and managers and so that's the board all the way down by the coats and probably a good idea to make a practice of you know if you check it every sit that's probably a little that's your chance to read we're not so sure that that's such a good idea but check it once a day and if you've left one of us a note do keep an eye on it for the response And then um, we would like to ask that you stay seated in the hall until the teachers have left. That gives us a chance to get out and on to whatever we're doing next. Often that's meeting with groups of you or getting a chance to have a pass at the bathroom before we really get going. Um, And It's also helpful for you to just stay seated, not be so quick to move on to the next thing, because that's how we live our lives, isn't it? We're always on to the next thing. So just stay and then use that opportunity to bring some mindfulness to the decision to stand up and to leave the hall and to be aware of walking as you leave the hall. So it's also an opportunity for you to have that extra mindfulness. I think that's all we have for announcements. And Christiane is going to guide us in the walking practice instructions. Yeah. so just echoing on what Mary Grace
1: was just saying um, to really um, give yourself a chance to slow down Um, even if the mind wants to jump up, just to be aware of that and notice what happens. Um, And so the walking meditation is sometimes um, seen or um, you might feel about it a little bit like a lesser meditation compared to the sitting meditation, but that is actually not the case. So we walk and we sit and we walk and we sit And the idea really is that this retreat is a full mindfulness and kindness immersion. So there are no breaks. Sometimes it can feel the real meditation happens here in the hall when you sit and the bell rings and you go like, done with that. And then you go have a cup of tea or just hang out a little bit and you don't take the walking so seriously. But it's really an invitation here. to. This is so precious this week, right? This is maybe your first time, or for those of us who do this more regularly, like, how often do we really do this? How often do we really have a chance to really dive in deeply and to give it really our best? And not in a way, it doesn't have to be perfect or at all, that's not what we're talking about, but to really see, like, how can I, with like, gentleness but with really with also with discipline to keep coming back to the moment to this moment and this moment and this moment because in the end it doesn't matter what we do mindfulness doesn't care Like, we can be mindful of everything. And that is actually part of the practice. So, because we want this to be integrated into our lives, so it becomes more really, this is how we live our lives. So it's not like, yeah, I meditate in the morning, but then I forget about the whole concept for the rest of the day. And how are we doing this? Really by training to really set the intention to really be mindful of everything, right? So the bell noticing the impulse to get up maybe noticing impatience maybe noticing i have to go to the bathroom and this is all part of the practice so also to be really aware of transitions right so because often again like we drop mindfulness and then we go to our walking spot and then we Mm -hmm. become mindful Mm -hmm. again and so to but it's a whole process so then it's always as mary grace was saying mind wanders off right and we bring it back And we bring it back to whatever is right here in this moment, whatever we're doing, whatever comes up in our heart-mind, in experience, in the present moment. That's the practice. And it's not easy. So what we're doing here is, with the walking meditation, is we really take that seriously as a meditation practice, right? And it's really beautiful because it's also an embodied practice and we are aware of our bodies. We're mindful while the body is moving. So it's not just being still. And the quality for most people is a little bit different than sitting meditation. But that's actually helpful to be aware of that, right? Right? So to um, the way we do walking meditation is we are choosing, so the way that we do it here in the Vipassana tradition is we're choosing usually just a stretch of maybe like 15, 20 feet because the idea is that we're not going anywhere. So usually when we walk, we're going somewhere and the mind is either where we came from or where we're going to. It's usually not what happens while we walk, right? So you go to the dining hall and you think about like, hmm, I wonder what's going to be for lunch, right? Or like, oh, that sitting was really hard and my back hurts. So, but to say like, okay, this moment, the body walking. And so we choose that stretch. We're not going for a walk. And then, so we walk that and in a moment we'll all stand up and do a couple of steps. And then we go Back and forth so we come to the end we turn around some people like to stop for a moment just to again to collect notice yeah I'm doing walking meditation so it doesn't become such an automatism right because everything that we do on a regular basis we becomes an automatism so we stop we walk back we stop we turn we walk back Um, often what you'll see is here that we do walking meditation quite slowly And that is usually because as the mind slows down, we are able to pay more attention to the changing sensations. But there is no special merit in walking slowly. And sometimes, and especially in the beginning of the retreat, it might be helpful to actually walk quite brisk, right? Walk quite fast, especially when the mind feels sluggish, or if you're tired, or if it's very restless. Can be good to just start out faster and then as it like comes down a little bit or settles you can slow down and this is really important so again you don't do a rut of like oh this is the pace i do my walking meditation but really m- mindfulness is always situational like what's needed right now what's needed right now and the guide is always what helps me to ki- so you stay mindful what helps me to stay here not check out so and then you can choose and there are so many beautiful spots here everywhere and to choose your path and do walking so let's maybe just all stand up okay so let's just stand for a moment and feel your feet maybe just shifting a little bit from one side to the other, back and forth, and just noticing how the sensations in the feet shift as you do that. And then the basic instruction is, so what we're doing here is we choose an object, so like the breath, and now it's here, it's either the feet or the entire body walking, right? So again, you have to check what works for you so for some people, it's just the soles of the feet, just noticing the changing sensations at the soles of the feet. But it can also be the entire body walking through space. Again, asking a question, what helps you to stay mindful? And another one that, especially in the beginning, we can do is so we can break the walking process down in three parts because sometimes it can be helpful to add a word to each part of the process again just to rein the busy mind in so the way we would do that is so we're just shifting over to one side and then the other like we do lifting moving placing shifting lifting moving placing maybe one more shifting lifting moving placing and then we can do that backwards <laughs> lifting moving placing shifting lifting moving placing and so again doesn't have to be so slow and especially if you ha- if just mid balance uh, with balance just walk close to a wall Or just walk a little bit faster. It's not about like toppling over and (laughs) losing your balance. And you actually can walk backwards. And sometimes it's helpful, especially when the mind is very busy. You're really sleepy. And walking backwards can be also a nice way to just get a little bit more attention from your mind. Because you have to pay more attention when you walk backwards. So, um, I think that's all. And then, um, are there any questions about walking instructions? before you go out and walk. Okay, so thank you very much and enjoy your walking.